Welcome to the Center for International and Regional Studies at Georgetown University in Qatar. These podcasts are part of a research initiative titled Building a Legacy, Qatar FIFA World Cup 2022. Welcome everybody. My name is Professor Daniel Reiche and I look forward to today's conversation about the 3-2-1 Qatar Olympics and Sport Museum that has recently opened in Doha. We are talking today to Abdullah Yusuf Almullah, director of the museum, and Andy Pierce, curator of an upcoming football exhibition in the museum. Thank you for joining us today, Abdullah and Andy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good to meet you. Abdullah, my first question is for you. Could you give us some background? Why did the state of Qatar decide to build an Olympics and sport museum? And how is that related to the upcoming FIFA World Cup 2022? Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, having me with you. The museum is a legacy project uh, of the uh, Doha 2006 Asian game, which held in Doha and uh, will uh, significantly of the importance of the sports in Qatar, uh, National Vision uh, 2030. Uh, sports are a vital aspects uh, of Qatar heritage and uh, a culture uh, and providing unmemorable benefits for the country and its people. As you know, Qatar is also one of the few countries that celebrate a national sports day to honor sports and encourage active lifestyles. You know, this part of the region, they are really uh, having a lot of uh, issues with diabetes, with the blood pressure. So we encourage, you know, uh, our uh, people to have, to have an active lifestyle. The three, mm-hmm. two, one, Qatar Olympic and Sports Museum will demonstrate that sports have the power to transcend plot, uh, politics and build a bridge of the understanding between people and culture. Mm-hmm. The 321 Qatar Olympic and Sport Museum is committed to providing an engagement, education, and inspiring everyone to be physically active whatever their ability. The 321 Qatar Olympic and Sport Museum is the first museum in the Middle East dedicated to achievement in sports. Qatar, over many, many years, that hosted so many events, exceeding 500 events, either it's a single event or a multi-sports event, uh, back from 2006 up to date. As a country that is a part of the global Olympic family, Qatar is a member of the Olympic Museum Network, which currently unites 22 Olympic Museum worldwide. And also the 321 designed to inspire people to take part in sports and physical activity and educate the community about the origins of the global Olympic and Qatari sport placing it uh, it's in the context context of Qatar own development. Mm-hmm. The link the link we have with our opening and FIFA World Cup is to acknowledge 
the significance of Qatar becoming the first Gulf nation to host the FIFA World Cup, in addition to the recognizing the newest culture institution to open in Qatar, which will showcase this historic moment in our Qatar Sports Gallery and also with our upcoming World of Football exhibition. Mm -hmm. Great. Our, our museum, our museum has dedicated football history and collection in a various galleries from two, four, five, and six. A number of the unique activations are planned leading up and during the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 games. Yes, sir. So the museum uh, is located at the Khalifa International Stadium, which has been uh, Qatar's first major stadium, is now one of the eight uh, stadiums where matches will be played at the World Cup 2022. Could you share some insights? What was the rationale to locate the museum directly at the stadium? And uh, also, what is the meaning of the name, but also the architecture of the museum? Well, you know, it's a very, you know, this stadium has a very interesting story. Khalifa International Stadium is the first stadium in the Gulf, uh, not only in Qatar. Hence, it has a huge significance in our sports history. As a Qatar was awarded to host the fourth uh, Gulf Cup, the government of Qatar started to build this stadium to enhance and sport enhance the sports infrastructure as well as to bring a passion of sports to the community. The stadium has a great historical timeline as Qatar won the first uh, gold, uh, uh, Gulf Cup in 1992, where uh, it was hosted. So many events such as a Grand Prix for the uh, IAAF, and the final Grand Prix were hosted uh, there in 2000. It was built in 1975, and it was inaugurated in 1976. Today, we are almost at 47 years that this stadium is existing in Qatar. Mm -hmm. And when it was built, it was a remote area. Today, surrounded by a lovely, uh, uh, a sports city called Aspire Zone. And the 321 Qatar Olympic and Sport Museum was designed by Spanish architect. His name is John Sabina and was built by the workers under the supervision of Ajgal, the Public Work Authority in Qatar. The design has considered the Olympic rings representing Olympic values. Our logo represents the countdown before an event showcasing that before every championship or tournament or any active, active uh, games or achievement, there is a three, two, one uh, countdown. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. You uh, already mentioned that the uh, museum is um, a legacy of the 2006 uh, Asian Games, which was at that time the biggest event Qatar had ever hosted. Mm -hmm. um, could you tell us a bit more about the process that led to the opening of the museum in March 2022? How long did it take uh, to realize the plan of building a national sports museum? 
And what were the uh, major challenges uh, in the process to build the first sports museum in the region? Well, it was really, uh, it was a lot of challenges that we, we really uh, come uh, and take, uh, took care of it. Like most of Qatar museum exhibition, some uh, uh, artifacts come from our collections. Some were acquired and other were loaned in the museum. The three to one uh, Qatar Olympic and sport museum has been in development for some time and Qatar uh, Museum Authority has grown its collection representing the history of sports for more than that a decade, more than a decade as a country that has not hosted Olympic games, we had difficulties with the, with the lenders. However, due to Qatar excellent collaboration with the National Olympic Committees uh, around the world, we had a successful agreement that led to our opening and really we had Qatar has earned the trust of international federation in different sports which reflected to uh, sign an MOU with so many NOCs to uh, exchange benefit and build a bilateral relation with uh, uh, such a great NOCs around the world. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Abdullah. I would like to bring in Andy into the discussion. Uh, Andy, you are responsible for the World of Foot Football exhibition that will open in October 2022 and run throughout the World Cup. Could you share with us uh, what will be the highlights of the exhibition? Yes, Daniel, thank you. Um, th thank you for inviting me. Um, well, the World of Football exhibition celebrates this uh, kind of historic occasion of Qatar being the first Arab nation to host a FIFA World Cup. And like a football match itself, uh, you'll find that the exhibition is played and displayed over, over two halves. Um, and we set the scene in the kickoff section of the exhibition, because as you enter the exhibition, you'll see two footballs. One that was used in the 1930 tournament, the original World Cup in Uruguay in 1930. And the other from 2022, a ball that will be used in the final of the tournament in December in Doha. So immediately we set the scene for the story of this exhibition. It really is the road to Doha. Um, the first half, football for all, all for football, um, looks at the origins of the game and its universal appeal. The beautiful game that um, we play, we watch and millions enjoy regardless of age, gender, nationality or class all across the world. And we start with where it all began. We look at the original laws of association football in 1863, and we're really lucky to be displaying a copy of those laws from the National Football Museum in England. We look at all of us, how people can play at all different abilities, different genders, different levels, different areas of the world. And there we display everything from David Beckham's Real Madrid shirt to a shirt from the Homeless World Cup to a football made of carrier bags kicked around in the streets of South Africa. So we really get a feel in this section for the game and its global appeal. We look at the laws because the game would be nothing if it wasn't for the laws of the game. And it's always good to remember that football has laws, not rules. Competitions have rules, the game has laws. And they're pretty close to the ones that were written there originally in London in 1863. We look at all that it takes, what it takes to be a great player. And then we look at all the greats. We've got 22 shirts from 22 of the world's greatest players on display, from Pele to Maradona, 
from Zidane to Ronaldo, and they'll form part of the all the greatest section of the exhibition, along with film of some of the greatest exploits from, from all of those players. We don't forget the fans, because professional football in particular would be nothing without the fans. We have a section called All Together Now, which looks at how fans support their national teams across the globe. And we finish the first half with a section on Philosophers All, because many people have tried to sum up what it is that makes this game of football so attractive to so many people. Uh, to quote Arrigo Sacchi, he'll be in there, you know, football is the most important of the least important things. And he will be quoted there. But we've also done something quite innovative. We've gone out and interviewed the kids of Qatar, or rather the Olympic and Sports Museum have, to try and get their take on why it is that football is popular, why they like it so much. So that concludes the first half. The second half, the road to Doha, follows the long journey to Qatar 2022 looking starting in the first FIFA World Cup in Uruguay in 1930 and going to the final at the Lusail Stadium in December 2022. And on the way, you can relive some of the greatest memories of all of those World Cups. But this section starts with two trophies. The first, the, a copy of the original Jules Rimet trophy. As some of you will know, the original disappeared mysteriously in Brazil in 1970. So now we only have a replica of that trophy and also a version of the modern trophy. And I'll keep that as a secret because that's something you need to see when, when you arrive. We cover every World Cup from uh, 1930 to 2018 with artifacts, historic artifacts, showing the change over time from each one of those tournaments. We look at the tradition of football in Qatar, not in massive detail, but we give the visitor a flavour of how football has developed in, in Qatar uh, since it began in the oil industry in the 1940s. My favourite exhibit we've managed to acquire is a Pelé shirt, a Santos shirt from 1973, when Santos, a famous Brazilian team featuring Pelé, came to play in Doha. And that's a pivotal moment in the development of the history of football in Qatar. We then go on to look at the bid to host the tournament itself. Highlight for me is the bid book. I've seen the bid book that was created for the English tournament in 1966, which is about 12 pages long. If you see the one that's created for the Qatar tournament, you really realise how things have changed over the decades and what it now takes to host a, the, the Men's World Cup in the, in the modern age. We look at the stadiums and we finish, like all good matches, we go into extra time. And this is a really interesting section for a museum curator like myself, because at the moment I do not know which artefacts will go in this section, because we will collect in a project called FIFA Making Memories artefacts from the 2022 World Cup as it progresses. So the stories and the histories that are made in 2022 will then become part of the shared collection between the FIFA Museum in Zurich and the, and the Qatar Olympic and Sports Museum. So I hope I've given you a very quick jog through the, the exhibition and I hope you'll come to see it for real from October this year. Thank yeah, you. this sounds terrific um, and I can't wait to, to see it. Um, so when you were planning the exhibition, uh, what is like the main target group? Uh, was this like mainly designed for international visitors or for people, uh, citizens and residents living in Qatar? I think, Daniel, it's a bit of both, really. As I've mentioned, the exhibition covers the origins and popularity of the game itself and of the World Cup and the history of the World Cup. And I think that will interest both locals and international visitors alike. But we have tried to integrate a genuine Arabic and, and Qatari element into this story. Um, 
For example, our section on giving all it takes concentrates on, on Doha's Aspire Academy, where they have been developing young players that have contributed to the success of the Qatari national team. Uh, as we leave the end of the exhibition, we're looking at the future and we're, we will cover the story so far of the Supreme Committee's Generation Amazing project, which uses football as a tool to improve the lives of young people in Qatar and beyond. So we have integrated this story of Qatari football and the development of this World Cup with the global story of the World Cup itself. So I think in answer to your question, we are looking both at international visitors who will learn about more about Qatar and local visitors who will learn more about the how the World Cup progressed to become come to Qatar and Doha in 2022. Great. Um, Abdullah, um, so there are already uh, seven galleries in the museum that have opened and um, they inform about the history of global sports, Olympic Games, but also Qatari sports. What do you personally hope visitors learn particularly about Qatar. So many people might come to the country at the World Cup who ha have never been here and don't know much about Qatar. What do you hope uh, they take uh, home from visiting the museum and learning about Qatari sports? Well, uh, we, we having a very high expectation from our visitors, to be honest, and history of sports in the Middle East is featured in all galleries. Uh, two of the galleries are completely de devoted uh, to sports in Qatar. And uh, Qatar as a sporting host nation, other galleries reflect the history of sports around the world uh, in the five continent and the history of the Olympic. Uh, the activation zone will connect a visitors to the, uh, to the wealth of the sports and a physical activity opportunity across Qatar by collecting a personal physical literacy profile and then downloading our app. The museum aims to help visitors find the sports and activities they, uh, they might enjoy and also offers the opportunity to connect with the providers of, of those activities across, the, uh, across Qatar. Yeah, I think... Uh... You, you are right. I mean, it's not just about Qatari sports history, but also Middle East and, and uh, in general. And for example, when I visited the museum, I was uh, impressed, for example, by the display of the first Muslim woman that won an Olympic gold medal in 1984. So there are lots of interesting information. And I have to say my, my students particularly liked uh, as a gallery with the activity zone that you mentioned. Um, so this might really make the museum worth a, a family visit. And um, Andy, uh, you know very well other sports museum uh, in the world. Uh, you are yourself from the UK. So uh, how would you uh, compare the Qatari museum uh, with other museums in the world? And what makes our museum here special? Okay, I think Mr. Abdullah has covered uh, some of the points, but I think for me, um, 321, it, it's the wide coverage of sports that it, that it presents. And I mean that both historically um, in the timeline from ancient times to the 21st century, but ge ge geographically as well, in that it covers the sports from every continent, every corner of the globe. And that I think is a unique um, proposition for any, for any sports museum. 
And in, and in covering that sort of journey and story, it illustrates sports developing from perhaps training to hunt and survival or part of ritual and ceremony to those that are played and watched for the fun and excitement that, that we see today. And so that's where I think it, it is really a unique museum in that wide coverage. And, and I think the World of Football exhibition fits into that story very nicely now because we tell the story of the origins of the game. We look back, that's what museums are good at. We look back at how the game developed, how, it, how it's arrived at where it is in Doha in 2022. So for me, that's the kind of USP, unique selling point of, the, of 321. Mm -hmm. uh, Abdullah, my last question is for you. I mean, now everything that's happening in Qatar is like um, uh, looking specifically at the World Cup, uh, but, but what's going to happen with the museum after the World Cup? What will be the role of the uh, sports museum in the Qatari museum landscape in the post-World Cup future? Well, uh, I think that, you know, we're going to have Uh, chapter two, I believe that after the World Cup, we're going to uh, enhance our uh, bilateral relations with all the Olympic uh, Museum around the world. We will be uh, participating in so many uh, uh, exhibitions that could uh, promote uh, Qatar and promote the sports uh, in Qatar. The 321 uh, Qatar Olympic and Sport Museum is a unique in that uh, it's, uh, it serves uh, and to encourage the physical activities and promote a healthy lifestyle. In fact, the museum has collaborated with the International Physical Literacy Association and UNESCO to develop a national physical literacy journey aimed uh, at helping visitors learn about healthy activities at the museum and encouraging them to continue participating uh, or uh, continue practice, uh, practicing these habits outside of the museum walls. Sports in a, an outcome of the human development, pillar of the Qatar National Vision 2030, which focuses on uh, the investment and development of all Qatar people to sustain a prosperous society. We will continue bringing our efforts together to showcase sports event through our exhibitions, as well as including activ activations around the physical literacy in collaboration with all the stakeholders that we have already uh, an MOU or an agreement with inside Qatar and uh, outside Qatar. Great. So I would like to thank both of you. Uh, this was very interesting. And I can just say that uh, when I was in the museum with a group of my students from my sports, politics, and society in the Middle East class, they were all really enthusiastic. Some of them told me later that they brought in the next day's relatives to the museum, so went a second time. And I also have to say we were there like approximately two hours and I was feeling like uh, I could spend there the whole day. So there's so much to discover, uh, local international information. It's such a good mix. And I think particularly for, for, for kids, the uh, activation zone is fantastic. So this is really a very nice um, addition to uh, things that can be done in, in Doha. 
Um, thank you very much, uh, Abdullah and Andy, and all the best for uh, your teams at the World Cup for Qatar and Wales. And uh, but particularly all the best for you personally and professionally. Thank you very much. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. And thank you.